0: of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all good morning morning. and welcome to Christ Church Cathedral Um, especially we want to uh, welcome you if you're a guest with us and uh, uh, are very glad to to have you here with us if you're joining us by way of the live stream We welcome you as well and just mention that Kirsten is uh, on the uh, video this morning and feel free to leave a a comment or say hi, we'd love to hear from you. Um, Also if you're listening to the Cathedral Audio Podcast, we welcome you as well. I don't think there's a whole lot for uh, announcement. Um, Most is in your bulletin. One thing that I would mention is just a reminder of the annual meeting um, this afternoon at one. So the plan is we'll have a light lunch here and uh, the meeting will begin uh, at about one o'clock. Is there anything else that needs announcing? Worship today is from the green-colored book of alternative services. And we begin today with the Great Litany, and you'll find that on page 138. 138. As we kneel, let us pray.
1: The seeks of the world, the flesh and the devil. Good
2: Lord, deliver us
1: from all false doctrine, heresy and schism, from hardness of
3: A reading from the book of Genesis. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am God Almighty, walk before me and be blameless, and I will make my covenant between me and you, and and will make you exceedingly numerous. Then Abram fell on his face, and God said to him, As for me, this is my covenant with you. You shall be the ancestor of a multitude of nations." as for sarai your wife you shall not call her sarai but sarah shall be her name i will bless her and moreover i will give you a son by her i will bless her and she shall give rise to nations kings of peoples shall come from her the word of the lord
0: Amen. we will remain seated during the appointed psalm, a portion of Psalm 22, the congregational refrain that we'll sing is announced to peoples yet unborn, God saves, God saves, God saves.
4: A reading from the letter of Paul to the Romans. The promise that he would inherit the world did not come to Abraham or to his descendants through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. If it is the adherents of the law who are to be the heirs, faith is null and promise is void. For the law brings wrath, but where there is no law, neither is there violation. who gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things that did not exist. Hoping against hope, he believed that he would become the father of many nations, according to what was said. So numerous shall your descendants be. He did not weaken in faith when he considered his own body, which was already as good as dead, for he was almost a about a hundred years old, or when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's womb. No distrust made him waver concerning the promise of God, but it, he grew strong in his faith and he gave glory to God, being fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. Therefore, his faith was reckoned to him as righteousness. Now the words, it was reckoned to him were written not for his sake alone, but for ours also. It, was, it will be reckoned to us who believe in him who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was handed over to the death for our trespasses and was raised for our justification. The word of the Lord. Amen.
5: The Lord be with you. And
2: also with you.
5: The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Mark. Glory to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus began to teach his disciples that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed, and after three days, rise again. He said all this quite openly, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and looking at his disciples, he rebuked Peter. And said, get behind me, Satan, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. He called the crowd with his disciples and said to them, If anyone want to be my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. For what will it profit them to gain the whole world and forfeit their life? Indeed, what can they give in return for their life? Those who are ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of them the Son of Man will also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels, the gospel of Christ.
0: Peter took Jesus aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and looking at his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. It's probably a significant understatement to say that of all the personalities we come across in the Gospels and the subsequent books of the New Testament, Peter is among the more notable. Based on the information in the biblical text alone, it would take considerable research and time to get to know Peter fully. These days, Peter would be one that we might describe as a character, for sure. His personality traits pronounced and various, often expressed in most extreme and over-the-top ways, expressions of total devotion as well as feeble denials. Among the first to be called as a disciple, you'll remember early on, Jesus renames him from Simon to Peter, rock, a model of steadfast faithfulness and obedience. Henceforth, called Peter, he's still often referred to as Simon Peter. Peter is credited with being among the first to declare Jesus as Messiah and Christ, and to express his complete loyalty and love, as well as being afforded the privilege of being one of the first to visit the empty tomb. Peter made his way back to the palace of the high priest after Jesus' arrest, and when Accused of being with him, denies that he even knew him. There were other outstanding disciples, of course, but given the information we get from the Gospels, it's no surprise that Peter emerged as the leader of the apostles and the founder of the community of the faithful that would become the church. It's the incident that we read in Mark today that might draw our focus. Good old Peter, at it again. Peter decides to pull Jesus aside to sternly recommend that he might tone down the negative talk just a little. After all, from a PR point of view, going around and telling people that you're on the way to the cross can't help one's popularity or credibility. In this time of Roman occupation, the image of people carrying their cross was vivid. Everyone knew that a walk to the cross was the bitter end. People carrying their cross were on their way to certain supervised death. Crucifixion was the method of choice for the execution of those who just would not or could not conform to Roman authority. Troublemakers, deemed criminal, were crucified. And it was the favored punishment precisely because it was public and among the most painful and horrifying ways to suffer and die. And that day, Mark tells us, Peter took Jesus aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and looking at his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, get behind me, Satan. Peter surely meant no harm. Master, you are Messiah, he said. You are Christ, the one who has come to save the world. Peter's view was the same as all who were along for the walk with Jesus that day. But Mark says, right on point with what we know of Peter's way and his personality, that he rebuked Jesus. Well, it was considerate to take Jesus aside to do it. His intention was not to embarrass Jesus, after all, just help bring the Son of God to his senses. Rebuke is to express sharp, stern disapproval, reprove, reprimand, the dictionary says. The word Mark uses there is no accident. Peter meant business. The reaction? Unexpected. Jesus rebuked Peter. Get behind me Satan. Satan? That's pretty harsh language for someone who just wants to see this whole thing come out on the right side. How could Jesus refer to the leader of his band of disciples as Satan? Peter was not unlike most, if not all, of his contemporaries and his colleagues. His mindset was the operational mold of his faith tradition. The mold was the one made here on earth as human minds spent centuries mixing the scriptures with their hopes dreams and understanding of God into the mold that produced their image of the coming Messiah the Messiah was expected to be a political figure as much as anything and in first century Palestine that translated and came translated and came to mean one who would free them from the tyranny of Roman occupation. God's vision is much bigger. Jesus' mission is much bigger. God's divine mold produced a product incompatible with the human idea. Jesus calls the crowd's attention to himself so that he can help the whole group understand the consequences of the choices they have collectively made and now live by. Tell God your plans and see him laugh. Might be too soft. Tell God what he must be and see him turn his back and call you the devil. Walking along with Jesus does not make you his follower. Denying all of your held convictions, rising up to a way of defeat symbolized by the cross and Going after Jesus wherever he goes and whatever he does, that's what does it. Talking about the grand ideas and having all the right answers doesn't fulfill it. Obeying his commands does. Christ has a mold of his own, designed for anyone called by his name. Jesus takes full advantage of the teaching moment. And so he goes on to explain, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross. Those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake will save it. Those who want to save their life will lose it and those who lose their life for my sake will save it. Jesus turns his back on Peter. Just sit with that for a second. Petros, in Greek. Cephas in the Aramaic, the rock in English, Peter, Jesus will have nothing to do with continuing a picture of success and salvation tied and rooted to anything in this world. So Peter is our stand-in in this story. Perhaps we can pray for no less than that it will be for us as it was for him. Amen. And as we continue now, I invite you to stand. The peace of the Lord be always with you. God of wisdom, may the light of the eternal word, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, guide us to your glory. We ask this in his name. Amen. The Great Thanksgiving Eucharistic Prayer is number two on page 196. I would invite you to remain standing if that's possible for you. If you find that you need to be seated or you'd rather kneel, you're certainly welcome to do so. Page 196.
1: the darkness of sin and despair. By his resurrection, he brings us into the light of your presence. Now with all creation, we raise our voices to proclaim
0: savior jesus christ who on the night he was handed over to suffering and death took bread and gave you thanks saying take and eat this is my body which is broken for you in the same way he took the cup saying this is my blood which is shed for you when you do this you do it in memory of me Remembering, therefore, his death and resurrection, we offer you this bread and this cup, giving thanks that you have made us worthy to stand in your presence and serve you. We ask you to send your Holy Spirit upon the offering of your Holy Church. Gather into one all who share in these sacred mysteries, filling them with the Holy Spirit and confirming their faith in the truth, that together we may praise you and give you glory. Through your servant, Jesus Christ. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And the breaking of the bread is number seven. We break this bread communion in Christ's body once broken. Let your church be the wheat which bears its fruit in dying. If we have died with him, we shall live with him. If we hold firm, we shall reign. The gifts of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. stand let us pray. Creator of heaven and earth we thank you for these holy mysteries which bring us now a share in the life to come through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. And on page 214 of the book of alternative services glory to God whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to God from generation to generation, in the Church and in Christ Jesus, forever and ever.